Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and here we are at Cooking with Bruce and Mark, and we're cooking, right? It's Friday, and we are back to making a <laughs> recipe. Now, you all know that Mark started cooking a lot Wait, for can this I stop? podcast. Uh, can I stop? What? In the heck is a New Yorker saying y'all? What, what was that? What, what? You all know. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that. That's from my back. I get to say I earned y'all. You didn't earn y'all. Okay. I grew up in the South. So no, y'all know that uh, Mark has been cooking a lot since we started this podcast, and he's really gotten great in the kitchen. Um, and two weeks ago... I'll have you know I was always great. <laughs> two weeks ago... I had a concert. I sing with a, a Baroque Renaissance group up here in Connecticut. And after my concerts, Mark always makes dinner. So because he was at the concert and couldn't be standing at the stove the whole time, he did a slow cooker dish. I did a dish out of our book, The Great American Slow Cooker Book, a book that had multiple sellout appearances on QVC, not to tout it too much. But it is The Great American Slow Cooker Book. And I chose this recipe that we're going to remake today for chicken thighs with parsnips and figs. And I did this, well, for two reasons. One, is I couldn't mix dairy with the chicken because Bruce's kosher aunt was having dinner with us that night. Which meant we also went to the kosher market in we West Hartford did. to the Crown to buy the chicken. We did. But I couldn't mix dairy and meat. So I, I altered this recipe just slightly, as you'll see. And I'll explain that when we made it, when I made it earlier. But th- today, I'm just going to make this thing through. And it, again, because this was such an amazing set of flavors. It was it, a huge hit. Everybody loved it. It, it was, was, it was a little bit unexpected. And uh, if you want this recipe, you don't have to copy this town. You can look on our website, uh, bruceandmark.com, and you can get the recipe there. Or, of course, you could go buy The Great American Slow Cooker Book. And let me tell you something about this book. <laughs> what it does in every recipe is it gives you the quantities and timing for cooking all these dishes in either a small slow cooker, a medium-sized slow cooker, or a large slow cooker. And believe it or not, it's not just multiplication to make this work. No, because you can't just double spices or triple broth. And so Sometimes you can, we but did the always. math for you. And you know, the thing with other slow cooker books is that you'll go through it and this recipe's done in a two quart, and that recipe's done in a four quart, and this Ooh. recipe's done in a six quart. Ooh. And it's for convenience of that author, but it's not for convenience of the home cook. So we wanted to make your life easier. Right. And we did it. So what I'm going to do now today is I'm going to start this by browning chicken. And I know a lot of people who cook in slow cookers freak out about the browning. I just want to dump it in, pour no. a bottle of salad dressing, cover uh, it, and turn it on. Okay, listen, listen. Browning is flavor. Brown is flavor. So y- y- to do this, you could do this in one of two ways. I have a fancy slow cooker that I can take my insert out. It's a stainless steel or metal. What is this? It's metal? an aluminum insert. Aluminum insert yeah. with a nonstick coating, yep. right? That's it. It's an aluminum insert with a nonstick coating. And I can set this right on the burner and I can brown inside my insert before I carry it back to my slow cooker. Otherwise, yes, get out a skillet and brown away. Have yourself a big time. Or take out your electric multi-cooker. You know, your Fagor multi-cooker. That's a pressure cooker and slow cooker. Or your Breville multi-cooker. Yep. Any of the ones that can do slow and... And that way you could set it on brown, brown right in the pot, then dump everything else in and set it to slow cook. It's very easy. So the old days of having the the ceramic inserted crock pot and having to brown on the stove those days are going away if you have an electric multi cooker okay get let me just tell you but let's let's get going here i got 3 tablespoons of olive oil the recipe calls for butter 
I used olive oil because of the kosher issues. So I used olive oil, but you can use butter or olive oil. What I've got here is four and a half pounds. This is a lot of chicken thighs. I'm making this in a six quart yep. slow cooker. So I'm using the big version of the recipe and in Mark the book. And Mark has 12 thighs. These are 12 bone in skin on thighs. And so four and a half pounds. what I want to do is I want to make sure that I have enough fat to actually brown these things right. If you're using olive oil, you can just dump it in and you can brown the stuff in the olive oil, all three tablespoons, and you know, the chicken will give off its its juices as it goes. If the I was doing the butter, I would split the butter up and maybe yeah. put a little in later. So right now, I'm just using olive oil. I'm pouring it all in, and this thing's been sitting on the stove, and it's ready to go. So I'm going to put the chicken thighs in skin side down. I know some people are grossed out by skin in a slow cooker, but trust me. If you brown well, you needn't fear skin. It in the won't slow be cooker. crunchy, but it'll have so much flavor. Oh my god! And you're rendering out so much fat that it'll be thinner. I now, watched gonna be a everybody l- at that table <laughs> eat the skin. Now there's going to be a lot of fat after he's done browning all these, so we'll probably pour some of it off. I just poured so almost all of it off because yeah. then all we're going to do is add the other ingredients. So we're going to come back. After Mark has browned these. Well, uh, now, like, now, wait a minute. I want to talk about this for a minute. Okay. Uh, you let me talk about browning for a minute because okay. this is my bailiwick. If there's anything in cookbook writing, this is my bailiwick. It's the browning. And I've got these things going. They are skin side down. I've got about five of them in there, as many as I could fit easily. And I am literally going to brown for a good long time, four to five minutes, skin side down. When I turn them over and brown the non-skinned side of these chicken thighs. It's only like a minute. It's We're just, not just, worried about that. This yeah, is all about the just, skin. To get a little color just for the heck of it. But really, the skin side, four to five minutes, yeah. I want to see that skin brown, not not beige. Right. You but. should see when Mark does a chuck roast in the slow cooker, he browns it so it looks like a steak that's been charred <laughs> over an 800-degree grill. I do. because but boy, is it good. Listen, all that browning is going to soften up in the slow cooker over time. So this is the part that's complicated. This is the part that's difficult. But I'm, I, I, I want to promise you that the payoff is big time here. So, okay, now we're going to So we're going to go away. We're going to brown these. And when we come back, we will have drained the fat and be ready to throw the other ingredients into the slow cooker with the chicken. So we're back. Mark has browned all of that stuff. And I've got all those thighs in a bowl, and I've poured off, as Bruce says, all the fat. I didn't pour off all the fat. I left a little bit of fat in there, maybe a (laughs) tablespoon of fat, just for the flavor of the thing. So now we're going to put the chicken back in, and then he's moved the insert back into the slow cooker. So now it's all ready. And if you're using a skillet, of course, you don't have to do any draining if you use a separate skillet. You just need to dump those chicken thighs into, into your the cooker. six to eight quart slow cooker. And if you're using the electric multi-cookers, you've done it in batches as well, and now all your chicken goes back in after you drain some of the fat. And here's the rest of the ingredients Mark is going to put okay, in Okay, go with it. He's got two pounds of parsnips that we peeled, and we cut into two-inch pieces. Make sure they're nice two-inch chunks, maybe even three-inch chunks. Make sure, in the thinner end, make sure they're longer yeah. chunks, because you don't want them to get too mushy yep. in the cooking. Then he's got 16 dried figs, which he's had. You want to talk about the figs for a second? Well, they're, these are dried figs. They're they, Turkish figs. They, yeah, they come in those little tight packages. And if you if you look, when you they kind of look like squished down turbans. And if you pull them apart just a little, you can find a hard woody stem on one end. 
most of these didn't have the stem, but some of maybe like five or six of them did. So I've taken those little woody stems off and cut them yeah. all in half. And the thing about Turkish figs is they're lighter in color. They're like, sometimes they even look white. Yep. You want to avoid dried black mission figs. They look like prunes and they'll add a darkness to the stew I don't like. The taste will be fine. And then we zested one orange. I took an orange and I just ran it over a microplane for him. And that's the whole orange, all of this. Honestly, get these flavor combinations. Parsnips, figs, orange, but now go on. And then the spices. We got one and a half teaspoons each of caraway seeds, ground allspice, salt, and pepper. Now, I just, I want to stop here for a minute and just say again, parsnips, figs, orange, allspice, caraway seed. It it just seems like a hodgepodge a bit. Well, it seems like a pie. It, but, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But it just becomes this unbelievable set of flavors it's as it melds in the slow cooker. Fantastic. Now, the recipe in our book calls for three cups of white wine, of dry white wine. I will tell you right up front here that I used three cups of broth the other night. He was afraid of it being too sweet for the big crowd that came to dinner. But I do remember when this book, when this recipe was tested for the book and Bruce used wine. Listen, you can use wine if you want a sweeter application or sweeter finish. You can use broth for a more savory, or you could combo it up. And you could yep. use, say, a cup of wine and two cups of broth. Or if you want sweeter, two cups of wine yeah. and one cup of broth. You can mix it up. I used all broth for my version because I'm a little adverse to sweet main courses. <laughs> so so I used it. all broth. All that's in there. We're going to put the lid back on. And you just, well, 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 let me just say what I just did. You just, you put all that in there and then you stir it up really good so that the parsnips and everything, so there's not a layer of spices sitting on top of the chicken. And, let me, and then you just sprinkle all of this moisture on the yep. top. And now we're going to set the machine to go six hours on low. Six hours. And it's a long time. It, it seems is. like forever, but it it's is. a slow cooker. And, uh, but we're going to have it for dinner later, and we will come back and taste it so you can uh, you can hear how delicious it is. <laughs> so it's done. I opened the lid, and the aromas that came into the kitchen I'm are amazing. I'm getting it on my plate right so now. I am just getting a little piece of this. Oh, I, need some. Uh, I know. We're working off one plate here. Mm. We've got one plate in front of a slow cooker. Um, oh, it is so savory. Hot. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> wow. Mm. No. It, it's savory. All that. I'm fine. It's dried from the spices. And it's, oh. You have an ice cube? <laughs> um, it's hot. But you can make this for me anytime. It is ridiculous complexity of flavor with the orange and that caraway and allspice, the parsnips, the really sweet figs. <clears throat> it's. I, I I can't tell you how much I love this dish. Mm. You could serve it over mashed potatoes. You can serve it even though there's parsnips in it. You could serve it over rice, or yep. you can just have it on its own in a bowl, which is nice what, crunchy bread. What we did. My thing is, I know we're going to get questions from people. I know you're going to ask, "Well, can I use boneless, skinless thighs?" The answer is yes, of course you can. Are you going to have this complexity of flavor? No, because you no. want to brown them no. so much. Fear not the skin in a slow cooker, provided you brown. Now the next thing someone's going to say is, "Can I use?" chicken breasts and the answer to that is to of course yes and get oh. the with the skin on and brown it but you're oh. not going to have this level of flavor either it's also going to get shardy meat, it's going to dry out you it's... need the moistness of the dark meat look don't don't, don't get, just get on the cross trainer another 10 minutes don't fear the skin it's delicious it's savory it's satisfying you know research says 
Research says, they say that if you have more satisfying meals, overall you tend to eat less. So mm-hmm. just think about being satisfied with a chicken thigh and some vegetables mm-hmm. and all this great gravy juice that's in the in the in the pot. I guarantee you tomorrow if you put the leftovers in the fridge the way we did the the other night when we had it for the the dinner after Bruce's concert that the sauce kind of hardens up like no, jelly. It, it jellifies. <laughs> and then I actually reheated it on a regular pot on the stove. And I let it um, simmer away uncovered for about 20 minutes, and it reduced the sauce even more. And boy, you end up with amazing leftovers. It's it's kind of this crazy dish. And uh, again, if you want you this recipe, yeah. check out our website or the book, whatever. What were you going to say? You don't need to use kosher chicken. No. It'll work just fine. Of course not. You can use but- any chicken. You can use butter if you want. But let me tell you, if you do use kosher chicken... Oh, man. Kosher chicken is so salty, delicious. It it's is amazing. so salty, delicious. <laughs> and slow cookers do eat salt. Yeah. So um, it, it, it adds up to better flavor. But listen, don't worry about the kosher. If it doesn't, if it's not part of your uh, dietary needs or requirements, <laughs> and you can use the regular stuff. And it, this is just an amazing recipe. To hear us cook through more recipes, listen in to Cooking with Bruce and Mark every Friday. And to hear us knock down culinary myths one after the other, we're up to number five billion at this point. Check out the short episodes of this podcast, Bruce and Mark, and file back through the list. When you find us on Stitcher or iHeartRadio or iTunes, you'll see lots of myths there that you can listen to. Going all the way back to lemon ice cream for our very first one, you could find the best chocolate chip cookies you've ever had or this amazing chicken dish. 